Welcome to Before the Coats, a podcast dedicated to helping students learn more about the fields they wish to pursue through conversations with pre-meds and healthcare professionals. This podcast is brought to you by the Culture of Medicine Committee at the UC Berkeley Chapter of the American Medical Student Association, or AMSA. We're your hosts, and we're so excited to be here today. I'm Ayush. I'm Juliana. And I'm Christine. In this episode, we'll be talking to Kate Julian, a medical technician at Allergy and Asthma Associates of Northern California. Um, so we're so glad to have you here today, Kate. Um, can you just do like a little intro about yourself and um, talk about, I guess, what uh, med tech is? Absolutely. I'm so glad to be here. Um, so I grew up in Los Gatos, California. California, went to Los Gatos High, um, and then just graduated from UC Berkeley, um, where I majored in molecular and cell biology, and I focused on neurobiology. And I had the fortune of graduating a semester early, so I got to start my job a little bit earlier. Um, so I just started working at Allergy and Asthma Associates this past January. Um, I'm a medical technician, as you all said, and what that entails at this particular practice, I think it varies significantly across different specialties. Um, but what it entails at this particular practice is you room patients, um, you take their vitals, um, you have them do breathing tests, which is kind of a, a fun quirk of asthma um, because you kind of measure their lung capacity, measure their inflammation. Um, and then as you get more and more trained, you can do scratch testing um, and eventually allergy shots um, and just like intradermals, which are another type of testing. So it's kind of, it's a pretty broad role. Um, and there's also a lot, lot of calling patients, which was kind of a fun skill to start learning. Um, so I love it. Um, and it's definitely given me a lot of opportunities to interface with doctors and kind of see the dynamic between doctors and nurses and how those roles are different. That's really cool. Thank you for sharing. Um, how would you say that you prepared yourself for the job? And also kind of a related question, um, you said that uh, you started the job after graduating. So just out of curiosity, do you think that this is a job that can be done during undergrad? Yeah, so um, in terms of preparing for the job, it was kind of, a, I think you don't really need for this particular job, I didn't really need a lot of experience. Um, and COVID definitely, I think, robbed all of us of opportunities to shadow. I think shadowing would have been awesome. <laughs> it would have really helped because you would have understood kind of the dynamics even more on how to interact with doctors and patients. Um, so in terms of like actual preparation, I didn't do much. What I did do is while I was studying for the MCAT this summer, I needed a diversion. And so a couple of days a week, I would go into this office earlier um, and I'd help them transition to the electronic medical record. So I do scanning of charts and I look through the charts and enter all their medications and diagnoses into Epic. Um, so I think that prepared me for this particular role because I got to understand some things about the specialty, like what the medications were for um, and all of that. Um, and then I think this is definitely this particular role that I'm in wouldn't work because it's a full time role. So you wouldn't be able to do it during school. But I've definitely known people who have done part time medical assistant work. And I think it would really just need to be something that you could either work on the weekends if it's a clinic that has extended hours um, or if you could reserve days in the middle of the week that were completely clear so you could work. I think it's it's something that you could totally balance um, with undergrad. That's good to know. Um, and then one thing we were wondering about is like why you chose to become a med tech over maybe other things in your gap years, such as an EMT or a CNA, if you could speak like a little bit about that. 
Yeah. So I think part of it was just kind of, I got this very early introduction. This is kind of a funny job, but my grandmother is a patient at this practice and she had been talking to the doctor who sort of is the most senior doctor at the practice. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, we have this program for pre-meds. Your granddaughter should apply. And so as a junior, when I wasn't even really looking for a job yet, I just called him and chatted and then I got connected with this job. And I got so excited about, you know, how impressive all the doctors were and how impactful this particular clinic is in the surrounding area around here um, that I just kind of jumped full, like put both my feet in and just jumped in and just decided to do this. I think if I hadn't had that role, though, I might have considered other options like EMT or CNA. Um, But I think what's nice about this role is because um, that you get trained on the job, you don't need to take a course or spend all that money on a course. And so I probably would have still gravitated towards something like this for that reason. That's really interesting to know. I was just about to ask you if you had to have any certification because I know like MA certifications are a thing, but I know sometimes Mm -hmm. that they will just train you on the spot. So that's really interesting. It also is nice to see that there's a job where you're getting paid while you're um, like learning instead of having to pay to get a certification. Um, So what would you describe like your day-to-day like routine on your job? Yeah. So um, in the beginning when I was being trained, it was pretty rigid. It was like, I showed up to work at 8.30. It was in the main Moore Park office in San Jose. And then I'd leave at 5.30 and I would spend like the first four hours, um, usually we'd rotate between morning and afternoon. So I'd spend the first four hours with the trainer and then the second four hours with the trainer and usually with a different doctor or maybe doing a different task like triage. Um, but now it's become something where kind of the time that I start with uh, for each day will really vary based on if I'm early nurse or not or late nurse. Um, so they kind of ta- have us tag team it so that we're all kind of coming in at different times so that there's coverage all day. Um, the thing that's kind of funny about this job that I didn't really know going in is that you don't really know who you're working with until like minutes before. So you show up, they're very old school. They post the schedule on the wall and then they'll be like, Oh, you know, um, this person's with Dr. Toronto in the morning. And then, you know, this other person is taking people's temperatures. (laughs) And so it really, it can vary a lot. Um, but the routine is you go in, you, you kind of find out your schedule for the day and then you just work with the team. Um, for each shift. So I kind of like that about it. I like that there's a lot of variety, but the kind of the planner in me like really struggles <laughs> with this format. <laughs> so. And I guess a, like similar question, um, like how did your daily routine or how does your daily routine differ from something that you initially expected that it might be? Hmm. Um, I think one of them is, I mean, it's kind of independent of this actual job, but my sleep schedule is worlds better now because I have to be up early. So I actually go to bed when I should. Um, but I would say in terms of like different than I expected, it's not that different. Um, the one thing about this particular job that's a little different is we don't really have built-in breaks. So we have to figure out when to take a break during our shift. And that can be a little challenging when you have like doctors running out of rooms and shouting orders and you need to be there to take those. So um, that was kind of something to figure out. But apart from that, yeah, I don't think it really was that surprising. I'm glad that there haven't been too many surprises for you like with this job, because that can be a little bit hard to navigate, I bet. 
Um, and then what did you, what have you learned or gained from working as a med tech so far? And then do you have any cool uh, experiences that you'd like to share that kind of stood out or had a big impact on you? There's one that's actually in my personal statement um, because it was so huge and really surprising because it happened so early. But there's this one doctor at the practice, Dr. Wolf. He's the one who's sort of been there the longest. Um, a lot of people, like even out of state, heard of him. So we had this one patient who had told us, you should tell him he's famous. Because when I was in Oregon, the other doctors were like, you go see Dr. Wolf? What? <laughs> um, and we were all like, well, we think he knows that. <laughs> he knows he's famous. But anyway, so um, on the first day that they put me with him, they tend to kind of delay your working with him until you've been there a little bit for a little bit because he's a lot more just kind of, he expects you to be super confident. Um, but I was working with him and what's cool is he actually tries to teach you. And so we had, I, you know, roomed the patient. I was like, Dr. Wolf, she's ready for you. Um, and he was like, she's a new patient. So you should come in with me. And so I got to sit in on his visit and he really is like all about the diagnostics. So he wasn't rushed at all. Um, and he just really unpacked it. And what was so cool about this woman's case is she was like, I'm constantly clearing my throat. She said, you know, um, uh, what was it? Oh, she works, uh, she's a social worker and at work, um, her colleagues have like relocated their workstations because they think she has COVID um, and they haven't been very kind about it. And she said, that makes her stressed. And she had said, I have to leave the room and go catch my breath because I'm so stressed. And so, you know, I feel like I have to cough all the time. And so Dr. Wolf was like, well, do you have acid reflux? And he kind of did all the questions for that. And he um, kind of did a bunch of asthma questions. And ultimately what had happened is at the end of the visit, he pulled me into his office and he said, you know, the thing is what became clear pretty much immediately um, is that she had high anxiety. And sometimes people who have a lot of anxiety develop these kind of like coping mechanisms. And so he was saying, you know, she probably does have some asthma. She probably does have some allergies, but the kind of the thing that's compounding them is the anxiety and it's causing this cough. And so he was like, you know, we're not trying to fix everything today. That's not our goal. Um, we want her to trust us. And so he didn't lead with the fact that she had anxiety. He wanted her to feel like, you know, he wasn't judging her. He was going to, you know, take care of her. And I thought that was so cool that sort of like the pace of the clinic made it so that he could just, he could follow up with her. Um, and as long as she trusted him, like they, they'd address it eventually. So that one really stuck out with me. And also she was super nice. So I had a very positive read <laughs> on the, the whole thing. Um, trying to think of any others, but I, th I think that was the main one. Wow, working with famous doctors, I see. So I'm assuming that's a pro already. <laughs> um, could you go into maybe pros and cons of being a med tech and whether you would um, like, you would, what's the word, <laughs> say, um, what's the word, if you would, um, recommend it, that's the word, that is the word, thank there you, there you go, <laughs> <laughs> if you would recommend it to somebody else, it's right there on the paper, I see it right there, <laughs> I think, um, so I definitely recommend it. 
I think that um, the pros are that, at least in this position, the reason we say medical technician and not like medical assistant is because I'm not certified. So I think medical assistant kind of means that title. Um, so the, one of the pros of being a med tech is that you don't have to be trained. And so you can just jump in um, and they'll teach you on the job. And I think what might come with that too is this idea that they don't expect you to be amazing, you know, right out the gate. So you have some time to learn. Um, I think some of the other pros are it's great clinical experience. Um, and I really needed that because I couldn't shadow. <laughs> so this has been wonderful. Um, I think that it also gives you a really great opportunity to kind of, like I mentioned before, understand where a nurse's role ends and a doctor's role um, also ends and kind of get a sense of, even though both of them interact with patients, what is the real difference in what their daily life looks like? And I think to me, I kind of learned that the diagnostics part of the visit is something that I really want to be a part of. Um, and as a nurse, at least in a, like an outpatient setting, that's not really your role. And so as a med tech, you prepare the patient um, for the doctor to come in and then you don't really get the closure of figuring out what happens. So that's sort of a con, um, but I think it's a really helpful opportunity to see that and to decide if that's something that matters to you. Um, I think, you know, kind of the other pros are just it's also a great way to decide if you want to go into medicine, because if you're feeling fatigued by all of this, this might be the wrong thing for you. Um, I personally find it really exciting because you get to meet all of these neat people every day. Um, and some of them are like school principals. Um, and some of them are like sports players. So I met some cool like people um, who have interesting jobs. Um, you even get to room doctors, which is the trippiest thing because <laughs> when they start telling you how to type it in, it's a little bit too much, but anyway, that was funny. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of these things are more general about being in medicine, but I think that I've experienced them. Um, I think one of the other cons is just, um, because you're it's versus shadowing or something else, you don't get all of the kind of patient care, um, side of the visit with the doctor. And so if you're pre-med, you're not doing the same thing that you would eventually do. You're not really observing it either. So I think that's something that you kind of need to pay attention to, but I don't think there are a lot of cons, frankly. It's been great. That's so good. And it sounds like you've had some really interesting experiences with the patients you've interacted with and stuff, um, which probably is a highlight I would assume for you. And then um, for people who are maybe pre-med right now or trying to think about opportunities for a gap year, um, who would you recommend like should pursue a role as a med tech? And then if they are pursuing a role as a med tech, what would make a good one? Hmm. I think if you're comfortable with the idea of kind of being the first person that a patient interacts with at a clinic and you're comfortable with um, interacting with them in a way that's not, you know, where you're by yourself. And so you need to hold kind of like hold the conversation, make them feel comfortable and ask them questions that they might not always want to talk about. Like if that's something that you're okay with, I think being a med tech is great. Um, and I think the rest will come with it. I think it's just sort of being comfortable with that. Cause that, that's kind of a big thing is being okay with calling people who you've never talked to before, who might be angry at you or angry at the practice and lash out at you. <laughs> like all of that stuff is a part of the job. I think um, being a good med tech, I think probably, I mean, I by all means am not there yet, um, but I think that, you know, what it takes is genuinely caring um, about the outcome so that you'll follow up on a patient's case and make sure that everything's being taken care of. Um, being empathetic, being patient with people, um, and also just being really respectful 
Um, and I think another thing that's kind of important is having the confidence to talk to doctors because um, I think kind of when they have 30 seconds between patients, you need to be able to shout a bunch of stuff at them. Um, and so I think those are kind of the big things. Thank you for that. Um, and I think an important question because it feels like, you know, a lot of pre-meds are just like struggling to get their foot stuck in the door. Um, what tips would you give to someone who is currently searching for a med tech position? Um, you know, how to search for a good place, how to find a good employer, maybe like a schedule that, you know, works for their needs and also like the salary or, or pay or wages or whatever. Yeah, so I think the, the thing that sticks out the most is I think it's important to think of a role like a med tech as being sort of like paid shadowing in the sense that it's not going to be super lucrative. And so you have to be okay with that. Um, and if not, you might want to pick a different type of role. Like maybe, I don't know, there, there, I think there are other clinical experience roles that will pay better. Um, but I think that in terms of pursuing a job or where to look, um, what got me the job was having a connection to the place already. And I think don't shut those down. So if you have anyone, you know, who talks about a doctor they really like, or, um, you know, just has an idea for where to go or knows a doctor, I think you should definitely follow up on that. Cause that, I think those kinds of connections really can take you places. Um, so I'm sure there are a lot of great employers, but they're most likely going to pick people that they've already sort of vetted in that way. Um, I think that's a good one. And then I never did this. I didn't have to, unfortunately, but um, I would call the employers you're interested in, in working with, because I think that'll make a bigger impression um, than applying through like handshake. <laughs> um, but I would also kind of, um, if you're ever at the doctor and you notice that there are really young people taking care of you, they might be kind of pre-med students. So pay attention to that and then find out if they have any openings. I, I think it's just kind of observing. Thank you. And um, lastly, I just want to ask like a little bit of, about logistics. I'm sure a lot of like listeners are wondering, especially when they're trying to figure out what type of clinical job they want to do. Could you, if you're comfortable, talk a little bit about your work hours, like how many days you work, how like, your hours per day, and also um, again, if you're comfortable, how much you are paid, if it's like minimum wage or a little bit more than that? Yeah. So um, I currently work on average, like most weeks, it's 40 hours a week. So it'd be seven days a week. Um, they're 8.30 to 5.30 with a one hour lunch break. So it ends up being eight, eight working hours. And then depending on the season. So for an allergy immunology asthma clinic, they have really high demand in the spring when people are having seasonal allergies. And we're open on Saturdays, but we take turns working the Saturday shift. And so in the spring, it's two Saturdays a month. And each of those Saturdays are a half day. So they're about four hours long. Um, and so like this month, I'm working two Saturdays. Um, so that's kind of another factor. Um, and then of course, if, depending on if you're early shift or late shift, that's going to shift when you start or when you end. Um, in terms of pay, it's a little sad. I make $18 an hour. Um, so you kind of, you have to kind of be okay with that. Um, and realize that it's, you know, if you're interested in clinical experience, that's how you're going to get it. Um, and I, th I think there are jobs that would pay more, but um, I think that a lot of the medical assistant jobs pay more because you have a medical assisted credential. And so they're paying for that. 
Got it. Thank you so much for being open about that side of things too, because I know for some people trying to save up for med school, it's like a big thing to consider during a gap year. Um, but that's all of our questions that we have for you for today. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, just in general, meeting with people in the medical field is super insightful. And one of the goals of the Culture of Medicine Committee here in AMSA is to give our listeners insight into different careers and opportunities in healthcare. So thanks for sharing the perspective of a med tech today and for sharing your time with us. Absolutely. I was so happy to.